it's the next level. Hey, my name is Ross Marquand and I play Red Skull. You are listening to Panels to Pixels podcast. Check it out. Panelers, welcome to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And regardless of the whole coronavirus and everything that's going on in the world, we are continuing on to give you a lot of fun activity and something cool to listen to because honestly, nobody wants to hear all that stuff that's going on in the absolutely, world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's have some levity and some lightness in uh, uh, this episode, though. <laughs> Mark, Mark, <laughs> we didn't even discuss this before. We didn't even discuss this before we started. Do you realize this is episode 85? No. This is episode 85. We are 15 away from 100. 15 away from 100. That's a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. It's I amazing. mean, like, especially this season of this show has been so rough for me to get through. <laughs> I'm glad we're at the end of it and, and we'll tell everybody what we're going to do next. But man, I this was rough. Oh, definitely. This last episode was okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I have a few little things about it that bothered me that I'm <laughs> uh, that we'll we'll probably get to. But uh, yes, here we are. We are at the end of Daredevil season three, episode thirteen. A new napkin. <laughs> what? Where? What does that title have to do with anything? I think the Did writer tell- really needed to have a napkin after he finished because he was <laughs> eating dinner as he was writing it. You know, because that's that happens, man. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> looking at the title of this episode and going, "Huh? huh? Yeah, I Did know. I miss something? I watched the episode twice. Did I miss something? Was there discussion about a napkin? I don't even remember. I don't remember that at all. I just, I was just the title of this episode just really, really threw me." But the synopsis for this one is so short. Matt prepares to cross the line as Dex becomes more dangerous than ever and Fisk enacts his endgame. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he does, short. definitely. But it's not the endgame that we know of in the MCU. So at <laughs> exactly. least that's a good thing. <laughs> Thumbs yeah. up for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What did you think of this episode overall? Overall, actually, it was more enticing for the, than the last two episodes. Because not because it was the end one, but there was a lot of action going on, a lot of drama that was going on, and it really enthralled me to actually just watch it and get deep into it. But there was a lot going on really quickly too, by the way. Yeah, I can I can totally agree. It was there was the, the action was great in this. I loved the fight scene. I, I loved, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about it when we get further on. I I really kind of wish. Well, we'll talk about the painting when we get later on in in the episode but it was there were, there's a couple things that I had problems with but other than that overall it was a good ending yeah. to the season and it's just again it's just the same thing we've been saying all along here is that it's not a good series ender though no no it's not because at this time they thought they were going to do another season but obviously yeah. Netflix had canceled everything by this time 
So everybody was expecting another season of Daredevil. So obviously we're not getting that. Nope. Nope. All right. I guess we should get into our top five. I'm Daredevil. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you should start, too. For sure. For sure. So I I didn't notice it in the first viewing, but the second viewing I definitely noticed. So my number five is just Fisk. All this anxiety he has about the wedding, and he has that little... Again, it was another one of those things that was kind of crazy to me that they had that little him seeing himself as a kid with the hammer and all covered in blood. Yeah. I was That was an image that I was just like, why did we... Did we really need to see that image just to to know? Because D'Onofrio played the anxiety that he had in that scene so well that I don't think we really needed to have that image. But I guess maybe they just wanted to throw another reminder to us that he had killed his father with a hammer and was all covered in blood. I don't know. It was... Yeah, I, I, maybe he just needed to hammer us over the head with it. And that's why <laughs> yeah. the blood reference and the hammer and that's that's what it is. But yeah. you know, my number five is the same as yours. So, you know, yeah, you know, it's like basically Fisk was stating that you know he is broken, and then Vanessa just telling him it's okay to be broken as long as he finds someone that is also broken, and the pieces fit together. Yeah, for the both of them. I did love that whole the imagery there that she has, and and you can see it's one of the things that I I don't think we've commented too much on it. We've mentioned it a little bit. Is just these two they really do care for each other. These two characters, they do. Even though he's this evil kingpin, she's definitely got some psychopath, psych, psycho, psychopathy, psychopathy, whatever the. She's definitely a psycho. She's got some psychopathic tendencies. She's psychotic. She, or That's sociopath. All. Sociopath, maybe. more there so. You, you know, yeah. but they really care for each other and about each other. And you can see that even at the end when, when he wants to say goodbye to her and the detective's like, well, you didn't let Nadim say goodbye to his wife. So, you know, it's it's really, really a good and just a good scene to see the tenderness between the two of them. Oh, definitely. And you know they're meant for each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Point, you know. <laughs> um, so is there anything more uh, about that number five? You said it was your number five as well. It was the same, pretty much like my number four, but just go on with your number four, and I'll just carry on with that. Sure. Nadim's dying declaration and Foggy's explanation. I actually looked this up, which is I, I did a quick Google search, and dying declarations are actually, this is, this is true, they are an huh. exception to the hearsay rule and they are admissible in court and like the words that ray uses are very specific to the the definition that i found anyway of the dying declaration that it has to be events that you were either that the person was either involved in or that they have personal knowledge of he says like in in that testimony he says i saw agent win shoot the other agent with my gun yeah. So he he he's, he was very specific, and then Foggy makes this uh, explains that the person has to be has to believe they're in imminent danger of death, and even Nadim says that in the in in his dying declaration, he says, "This is my dying declaration because I expect I am going to be killed sometime in the next few minutes or whatever." So it was really kind of cool that it was a this this very it's a very courtroom kind of thing that it's true that these these dying declarations are a real thing i thought that was really interesting yeah definitely and like i said i do completely agree with you on this 
Number four, I'm, I have the same thing. So basically, you know, Nadim's declaration, you know, it, it's amazing. And how he was able to do that, you know, this was really good. I'm glad you had the time to look it up, honestly. Sorry, listeners, I've been busy. <laughs> so it would work and everything. A lot of you guys are out there. I work in retail and retail services, so I just have had no time to actually sit and research anything because it's like we'll stagnate at the job at the store and then we'll have to go out and then we come back and we come back. Oh, it's like, no, I just had no time. Yeah. It, it's just so sad these times, but now I have more time than anything and we'll get into that later <laughs> on. That. I, I do like, <laughs> I want to tack one thing on there. I do like that. You know, we saw part of that video. We saw the beginning of that video when he was talking and yeah. then we, I think we heard him say, if you're showing this to Sammy, have him leave the room now. And I yeah. thought that was really a touching kind of thing because he didn't want his son to hear him say, I'm a criminal. I've done criminal acts. There's things I've done that I, that are totally He's not illegal. Proud of, yeah. yeah. I was, I, you know, he says, I drove Dexter, uh, you know, Poindexter, dressed in the daredevil suit to that church. I was complicit in the murder of the priest. He says all these things and it's just, uh, it just was, it was just a really good and it's heart wrenching. And he, the actor is really, really good at it too. Yeah. I really like that. We got that. And we've been saying it all along through the season. I wanted Nadim to be a good guy. And I, I believe he ended as a good guy, even though he did some bad things. Yeah. He, he really, he redeemed himself there in the end. And I, I, I'm really happy with that because I didn't, I didn't want him to, to be a bad guy. Yeah, definitely. So where does that leave us? Number three, your number three. Okay. Uh, so my number three is just, it's a little bit about Dex and the fact that he kind of has this, this full psychotic break when he yeah. sees Julie's frozen body there. And I thought, I didn't notice it on my first watch. When the second watch, I realized what had happened is Matt gave him the address and then Matt basically waited at the address until Dex got there and mm-hmm. he heard Dex pick the lock, go inside, and he could hear Dex's anguish at when he found his love of his life basically dead there in the plastic bag. And he, but it, this confused me a little bit because he brings her in the setting next to him in the, in the SUV, he brings her to the hotel. He's dressed in the daredevil costume. And when that other agent, agent limb, stops him he says he kind of like talks to the dead body like he's having a conversation with her and she's like oh that's agent Lim. he's one of the good ones and then we hear him tell Lim to kind of back off and just let him be but obviously Lim doesn't do that so he has to beat him up and leave him there but then he leaves the body in the suv there and i was a little confused about the plan because matt Want, I, I thought Matt wanted to kill Fisk himself, but yet I, I realized, even as I was typing these notes up, I realized that really what he had done was he was using Dex as the Dex devil to yep. kind of distract all the other guards and so that he just had a free walk to Kingpin. But mm-hmm. in the scene when Dex first confronts Fisk and Vanessa, he throws that microphone, and I think... That microphone was aimed at Vanessa. I think he was trying to kill Vanessa in that. Oh, moment. he was definitely, and and that's why Matt threw that serving platter 
and stopped the microphone. And that was basically enough of a pause. If everything that, that Fisk was able to get out of that room. And then yeah. you have Matt uh, chasing him. And then Dex devil starts to fight the other FBI agents there in the ballroom. So I think I kind of worked that out on what the plan was that he just, he was basically using Dex so that he could get his chance to kill Fisk. Oh, definitely. And that's, that's my number three as well. Basically Matt's way of using Dex to help. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that is what Matt was doing. He just wanted Dex to be some sort of like basically using Dex as what Kingpin was using Dex for, but against Kingpin at this point. But he didn't realize that, oh, crap, he doesn't like Vanessa, so he's good. See, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you what you thought of what your opinion was Oh, yeah, was on definitely. That. He that, did I not. That's where, I think that's, where, that's the only place where Matt kind of messed up, is he didn't realize that Dex would target Vanessa first. Because I guess he didn't even think about the fact that, wait a minute, Kingpin Fisk killed the love of Dex's life. Yeah, maybe, Julie maybe was not, dead. Yeah. You know, and so he was going to want to kill the love of Fisk's life. Exactly. Uh, so I, I think he just didn't, he kind of didn't didn't see that one kind of coming. He didn't put so. two and two together because he didn't know that Julie was dead. And the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, I got to save Fisk for myself so I, I could kill him. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, you know, at that time, you know, it's like, you know, Matt was kind of torn between two worlds of, the mm-hmm. devil or the angel at that point, you know, whether, what do I do? Do I kill him or do I keep him? Or, do, you know, it's like what, what ends justifies the means. Yeah. And I think that's what happens at the very end of the episode itself, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll get to that. I'm got a, I've got an issue with the end of the episode. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I know. So that brings us to my number two, which we've kind of talked a little bit about it already, but it's just, it's that, that three way kind of fight that we have there where we have, Fisk and Dex fighting. Then we have Fisk and Matt fighting. Yep. There's this whole back and forth where it's it's kind of both Matt and Dex are fighting Fisk. And then every once in a while, Dex will throw something at, at Matt because he wants to be the one to to kill Fisk. And, and yeah, then it's like finally... a whole boondock scene scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and then we finally get that moment where Kingpin just breaks... Dex's body over his knee and throws him on the ground and then he and Matt go at it and that was just such a well choreographed fight and the way the stunt guys did it and then you know we finally get that moment where, where Matt is just just punching and punching and punching and and Vanessa's behind him just yelling stop and trying to get him to stop that that whole fight scene was just really good yeah definitely my number two would be Dex Devil at the wedding. Mm-hmm. How he wanted to kill Vanessa, basically, you know, in yeah. a nutshell. You know, then Vanessa being the big brain between her and Fisk, saying they need to run. <laughs> the carnage was crazy as it was after Fisk and Vanessa left the room. It was like it was literally between Matt and basically Dex at that point, but Dex was just continuing it even more with all the operatives. He yeah. was just killing them. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, that whole fight scene is just really, really good. And we get to see, uh, I, I love how there at the end, when Mahoney says, when they take the mask off Dare, uh, Dex Devil, and they see that it's Agent Poindexter, and he goes, no, that's not Daredevil, that's Daredevil. And then you see Matt walking away. And it kind of surprised me a little bit that none of the cops tried to, to, to rush after him. Exactly, yeah. I think even if they had, Mahoney would have stopped him and just told him to let him go. 
but it just it kind of surprised me a little bit that nobody even took the thought to wait shouldn't we you know get that guy um, <laughs> <laughs> well they realized that the devil was doing the right thing at this point and yeah i i think so i think it was it was that they realized that okay matt's the good guy in this and dex is the bad guy in this so and they had nadim's testimony saying that dex was the one in the suit that killed the people at the church and and all that so i think it was really really good does that bring us to my number one correct yeah all the different endings and i'm gonna i'm gonna say my one kind of criticism here when i get to it i just i loved all the different endings we have we we got fisk you know going back to jail we have vanessa going free and that's where i have a little bit of an issue because the whole thing there was fisk first saying i will continue to hunt down karen page and and foggy nelson no matter what whether i'm in prison or whatever and then matt lifts up the the mask and he shows him who he is for sure 100 percent. he shows him that he's matt murdoch and he says i if you do that i will hunt down your wife and i will kill her Here's the problem I have with this. Because he doesn't kill. That's the whole thing, yeah. First off, he doesn't kill. And second off, we've already seen where Fisk has been able to put her into safety, right? Because that's where she was at at the beginning of this season. She was off out of the country somewhere being protected by Fisk's men. Very true. Even though he was in prison. So this threat that Matt has against Vanessa is really, it should be kind of an empty threat because Fisk is like, I'm still Wilson Fisk, even though I'm going to go to jail. I can still do so, something uh, like I did before yeah, when it, I was just, in jail. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, it just, that's, that's what my problem was with this. And I didn't pick up on it the first time that I watched it, but the second time I definitely went, wait a minute. Wasn't she like protected and hidden and nobody could find her at the beginning of this season? Yep, yep. And so so it just seemed that, that was a little bit of an empty kind of, you know, it, you don't it kill. It seems cyclical if you think about it because it's like that's what he was afraid of and now he's protecting her again and yeah, yeah Matt's and, and they, still going after her. And, and they do this yeah. whole handshake thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that, you know, I, that ending just kind of for me, I was like, okay, I can see that as an ending. And I can see also where that if they had gone to a season four, they could have played with resolved that a bit. certain things and yeah. just played they, it they, out and did something. Yeah, yeah, I got you. A couple other endings that we have here is we have Matt going to Sister Maggie and basically asking him to be what the father was to him. He tells her that he used to go to the old the priest that was killed when he had questions or when he had doubts. And she basically says, well, I'm a nun. That's what I'm here. I'm here to help people. I really liked that. I liked seeing our three main characters getting back together there at the end and, you know, Foggy writing. What? Did, how did you write it? He wrote Nelson, Murdoch, and Paige on the thing. And she's like, what about Paige, Nelson, and Murdoch? You know, and so I thought that was really acute that we have our three main characters back together doing what they're born to do. They're, they're teaming back up again. They're going to do their thing. I really, really liked that. And then, of course, we get at the very end, we get Dex on the operating table and we see the little bullseye in his <laughs> in his eye. So we're we're seeing the birth of what would have been, I'm assuming if we went to season four, what would have been the birth bullseye. of Bullseye. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my number one would be the three way fight between Matt and Fisk and Dex. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that that was pretty much classic for the actual show itself. And I really enjoyed it. I, I loved the idea. But it was so odd to see Matt fighting a version of himself. In this case, the devil is in the suit, which mm-hmm. would be Dex. And he and Matt being the mystery man in black. Yeah. And then Fisk makes a deal with Matt at the end, like you stated before, not to do anything and divulge his identity to, you know, and not to touch his loved ones, which would be Foggy or Karen or anybody he's, uh, you know, involved with. Mm -hmm. And it's just so odd, the fact that it's like, what, what can you really do from the prison at this point? You know, yeah, it's kind of a leverage point at this point between both sides legally. Yeah, because at the very end, you you hear what was it? Uh, Paige, Nelson, and Murdoch. Murdoch, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, they they were doing that. So all right, well, all he has to say is Murdoch is you know the daredevil. But the thing is, is that what are they going to do? They're going to test Matt every time. To see if he's actually the daredevil. No. Yeah, I, there's it's it's like I said that whole thing just kind of it kind of threw me a little bit to where I was like, yeah, maybe if like it like I said if they'd had a season four, we might have gotten something some kind of resolution as to how this was all going to work. This because basically what they're doing is they're just saying we're not going to destroy each other. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, we we both we both know something about the other, and we're not gonna, you know, it just it just didn't make any sense to me. The whole thing of if anybody comes after Karen and Foggy, I'm gonna go after your wife. And so Fisk is like, okay, I just didn't, <laughs> exactly, it didn't, yeah, it just didn't ring with me, you know. Yeah, so. same here, and and also too, it's pretty funny. What happens if they do bring Matt Murdock into, let's say, the MCU? And he does mm-hmm. protect Spider-Man in some way. Okay, so are they going to bring Kingpin in this point? Are they yeah, going to bring like, all these other people? You know, whatever. You know, Marvel Disney at this point will have a lot to deal with because people have been watching those shows. And yeah, it's what, two years? But regardless, they still have everybody remembering that. Yeah. And on top of that, they have to still make it okay for kids. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's all speculation about what the future is going to bring. I just, exactly. I just, I'm just looking at what they could have done, but it just doesn't. Uh. So I had a, I had a couple of quotes here that sure. I, that I, that I really liked. And at the beginning, when Foggy goes to Mahoney and tells him that someone's going to kill Fisk, and Mahoney says, "I'll beef up security around the hotel, but I'm sending in my C team. I'm talking rookies and retirees. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna protect him, but I'm not gonna really protect him. You uh, know, no, 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 <laughs> so, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there at the end, when they're talking, when they're convincing uh, Karen to be their investigator, Matt says, "And you're more stable than Jessica Jones." I thought that was that was a cute little. That was a good nod to yeah. uh, the actual defenders and everything else, and to Jessica Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we love Kristen Ritter. <laughs> uh, I only have one. Basically, I'm going to need some popcorn <laughs> when this is going down. Basically, you know, I think it was Tower that was saying it to Foggy on the rooftop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, just before he stated, "I'll beef up security." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had a note here, and I had a note. Sure, I'll start mine. Uh, the lady at the monitors letting Matt through to the events, saying that the elevators are working. She was so happy to see him. It was yeah, so Mrs. funny. Mrs. Shelby, yeah, it was yeah. great. That was great. Shelby uh, was my, there. She was like, oh, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my only other note is is just that it was a little, 
it was a little far-fetched. I understand they needed it for the story, but when Fisk and Vanessa are doing their dance, like literally everybody around that circle has their phone up and they're videoing Wilson and Vanessa dancing. And I'm like, really? These are like super rich, fancy people, criminal, high-end criminals and stuff. And they're going to just whip out their phones and start videoing. Come on. That's, I mean, I I understand they had to do it for the story because then they all saw Nadim's video as soon as it came up, as soon as it popped up on whatever news app. They all they apparently all had the same news app that was giving them all the same notification at the same time. It yeah. just it just was a little. It was a little like, huh, come on, guys, couldn't you found a better way? To, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, as much as I love these writers, there's there's a few little things that I kind of go, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, get with it. You know, do something a little bit more original. <laughs> All right. Well, we didn't have any uh, feedback. Nope. So, so I think we we've, we've talked enough about this this season and this show. Yeah, this season was pretty cool. I it was nice to go back, but honestly, going back to an old Netflix where we don't know where everything's going, but we could always go back to older movies, older shows, older cartoons, anything that you guys want. So if you want to have that, send that into our feedback on our Facebook page. We'll go through it. Basically for what we're going to be doing next, I proposed this to Steve before we actually started. And my thought was next episode, we're just going to do a review of Superman Red Sun. So if you have not watched it, please do so. It's out there for digital downloads as well as on demand. So check it out, and we will leave a comment thread page on our Facebook page. So that way you could just like leave some sort of feedback if you want, if you watch the episode, because right now we all have that time. You know, you could actually watch it, you know, take it in, absorb it, and figure out what you thought about it. You know, mind you, this is not for kids. I'm going to state that flat out. This comic book cartoon is not meant for kids. It's kind of like an adult-oriented cartoon. So my suggestion, watch it. Give your comment when we leave the actual thread there. And we'll read them on the next episode. And then that way, or if even you give us some sort of voicemail, that would be amazing too. After that, we're going to go on to The Witcher. And I'm going to let Steve take away on this. Sure. After we we review uh, Superman Red Sun, we are going to start The Witcher, and uh, Mark and I have decided we want to do a little different than the way we've done it before. I know a lot of people out there have already watched the entire The Witcher Season 1 on Netflix. It's eight episodes, so a lot of people have already binged it completely. I've binged half of it. Uh, I think Mark might have watched one or two of them. And what we're going to do is we're going to do something different on the way this, this podcast has worked before. Instead of one of us just being cold uh, watching the the episodes for the first time and the other one having watched the episodes a long time before, we're actually going to watch the entire season. We're going to watch all eight episodes each, and then we're going to come back and we're going to do a slow rewatch, probably maybe one or two episodes a week and cover those. And the way we're why we're doing that is because there's a lot of things in The Witcher that you're not going to see the first time you go through. And you're not even going to see if you watch the individual episodes twice. You really have to watch the entire season and then go back and start the season over again. So we're going to be reviewing The Witcher from the perspective of you've already watched all eight episodes. And now we want to see those things that you pick up on because you know what the end of the series is. 
Oh, definitely. And I'm looking forward to doing this because I have a lot of time, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark's got a lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like you. We're all shut in for two weeks. So, <laughs> I have a lot to do around the house, but yet I still have a lot of time to watch a lot of TV. So, that's cool. And I do have The Witcher available to me. So, watch it. Send in some feedback. We'll actually do the Superman Red Sun first as a feedback thread. And then, in a couple of days after that, I will post something for The Witcher. So, for Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. So, that way you guys could throw out any ideas and thoughts that you have, and we will read them. Give us your top five is literally what we just want. So, that would be amazing. Absolutely. All right, so with uh, Comic Talk, well, there's a lot going on in the world. So with all that is going on, I urge you to go to your local comic shop if you can. They do do curbside drops if you ask them on the phone. So if you have a local comic shop that has a pull list for you, they will do that. You know, you got to keep these guys in business. Uh, My shop, Cave Comics in Newtown, Connecticut, is going to do that. So both Matt's, yes, they're both named Matt. They both own Cave Comics. Pat had, you know, passed it on to both Matt's. And yes, there are two of them. <laughs> so uh, if you're in the Connecticut area and you do go to Cave Comics, talk to Matt, both of them, and they will accommodate to whatever your needs are. Basically, just, you know, still pay out to your local comic shops. We don't want to see this diminished like the dinosaur you know you you really can't get comics now at like any local stores anymore these are the places to go so i urge you to support these guys and i also suggest that you support your artist so they are all out there basically comic comic artists are need some support as well you know i recommend tony moore and a lot of you who are new or have not even seen the youtube interview that I did with Tony Moore back in October with at Walker Stalker Con. So Tony Moore was the actual uh, original artist for The Walking Dead. And he did the first six issues and started that up with uh, Robert Kirkman. And I say this again, no relation. So <laughs> Tony has his own thing going on. He has a lot of things on his website. So I recommend if you can, Go to Tony's website, and Tony's website is called ColonelTonyMoore.com. And just show him some love and respect and support him as an artist. He's got a lot of stuff that's on sale there. You could buy his t-shirt designs. You could buy stuff from his kid, too. His daughter likes to draw, too. So she loves doing that, and it supports to help out animals that are being abused. A lot of things. So support him. I also want you to support, if you can, Jerry Ordway, and you could find Jerry at jerryordway.com. And Jerry has done a lot of work that you all would know. You know, he was one of the artists for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that's a legendary comic book. And if you guys don't know that, go back and read it. Go buy a trade paperback, man. Uh, the Death of Superman, we all know that. And currently, he's doing SpongeBob in SquarePants. <laughs> so, I, I love talking to Jerry every time I see him at Cave Comics. Yes, he is a patron of Cave Comics. So, if you go there on a Wednesday, you might happen to bump into the one and only Jerry Ordway. 
and he will gladly sign anything if you ask nicely. So give him some support as well. And that's all I got for Comic Talk. But, you know, just support your local vendors, support your local artists or the artists in general for comic books. And keep reading those comics that we have panels to pixels because without them, we wouldn't have panels to pixels. Absolutely. Exactly. So we got some podcast recommendations. I uh, want to recommend House Podcastica on the Podcastica Network. They are covering Westworld Season 3 right now. They are doing a great job, Jason and David. Also on Podcastica Network is, of course, we always talk about Strange Indeed. They're yeah. covering Lock and Key. There's uh, many great podcasts on this network, the Next Level Network, on the Talk Through Media Network, and on Podcasting Network. Check them out. If you're shut up at home and on lockdown, whatever, man, listen to podcasts. Do something. You know, it's it's. this is a time when we need to come together digitally, remotely, all the ways that we can keep in touch with each other. Let's do it. If we can't have physical contact we can't we don't want to be within six feet of each other mark and i are thousands of miles maybe hundreds of miles away from each other <laughs> and so this is this is a great time to reconnect with those podcasts that maybe you've fallen off on maybe you haven't paid as much attention to also the walking dead is back the walking dead uh, season 10 has a few more episodes left walking dead cast is a great one walking dead talk through there's the aim for the head podcast all of these are great Walking Dead podcasts, and so I, I would recommend any of those. Like I said, the Next Level Network, Podcastica, and the Talk Through Media Network. Oh, definitely. And I would also like to recommend Into the Night, which is the Moon Knight podcast, and I suggest checking that out as well. They talk about Moon Knight, and I know Steve loves Moon Knight. So uh, all, they cover basically all the comics, and you could find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. I know you love Moon Knight, dude. I had to. I do. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. I I need to I need to catch up on it. I've been I've been slacking. So yeah. <laughs> With all that, you all all of you know that we're on YouTube. We actually post our podcast onto YouTube lately. We've been doing that for the past couple of months. And with that, the only one I have really to recommend right now is the Grim Life Collective with Michael and Jessica. They are currently just uploading everything that they did when they went to movie locations. Uh, they recently did one from Halloween. And they just go around looking at old cool things, creepy and what's there. They live in Florida, but the thing is, is they usually go to Walt Disney World. Right now, Disney is shut down. And so is Universal Studios. So my suggestion is follow them on YouTube. And if you can, you know, just follow them, subscribe to them. They will be doing a live watch party, I think, every week at this point. So tonight they're actually doing one, which is pretty cool. And it, it's a, a classic movie on uh, on Netflix. And they, they'll have everybody, you know, just chime in. So if you just... Check out the Grim Life Collective. Follow Jessica and Michael. They're amazing. They're fun. They're good friends. So this podcast can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast from. Really, you should find Panels to Pixels. If you can't find them, find Panels to Pixels on your podcast player of choice. Shoot us a message. Let us know. And how can you do that? I'll tell you how you can do that. You can go to panelstopixelspodcast.com. That'll link you to our Facebook page. You can leave us a message there. You can email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com that's panels to pixels one the to is spelled out right there in the middle the number one at gmail.com or you can call us if you've got old style rotary phone or 
a dial phone or whatever kind of phone you use, <laughs> 845-350-2095. Again, our Facebook page is just Panels to Pixels. You can find us there. You can find us on YouTube, as Mark just said, at Panels to Pixels Podcast. Give us a thumbs up there. Subscribe to us. If, if that's the way you listen to your podcast is through your YouTube player, then, hey, watch us that way. Exactly. And also, if you listeners want to do a live watch with us for a particular movie or show, I can make that happen. Just let us know on our Facebook page. I will throw that up there as a yay or nay, pretty much like a voting style. So that way we can watch something because we're all stuck in at this point. And what are we going to do at night? Just watch the same old stuff? No, let's watch something interesting. Maybe, you know, I don't know, Doctor Strange from 1970-something that they put out. You know, that, that was interesting. Yeah. But it was kind of boring. But, you know, we, we could always watch the Captain America in the early 80s, that there movie or TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so we could watch that together and just have, like, a, a whole cool commentary on it. So that that's an idea I was roughing through in my head. And there are a bunch of other ways to hear from us. So, uh, yeah, I'm a co-host on The Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Talk Through Media, and we review The Walking Dead each week. This show, Panels to Pixels, will stay on the Next Level Podcast Network, but there will always be a link for Talk Through Media on our Facebook page for you to listen to those others. And I think I recently did that with the Picard cast. So you can follow that and just check that out on there. Listen to us on TalkThroughMedia.com. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're currently working on a new podcast, and Kyle and I might actually be doing that at the end of this week, or coming week, I should say. So we're going to do Let's Talk Through. So if you guys are interested, yes, I'm still in the midst of actually making this, so you'll actually see a link eventually when this podcast comes out. So we will put together a Facebook page, an email address, and a phone number for you guys to actually come and leave feedback if you want. It Let's Talk Through is basically going to be a podcast of pop culture. And with this one, we're going to talk about Galaxy Quest and what Galaxy Quest represents based upon pop culture. And also... Never Surrender, which is the documentary based upon Galaxy Quest. And it's going to be a roundtable. So if you have any thoughts, any things that you liked about the movie, about the actual documentary, just leave them there. We will actually leave a thread there for you guys to leave any notes. I'm a big fan of Galaxy Quest. I actually love the, the actual documentary. And I believe... I'll, a bunch of my friends are going to be there. So it won't only be me, myself, and Kyle, but Ben Beck might be there. My friend Lara will be there. Steve, will you be there? I, as far as I know, man, I that's four or five <laughs> days away, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not making any promises beyond tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, no problem. But uh, a lot, we already have a bunch of people that are interested in it, so keep in tune for that. So you could always check those out and just keep in touch there through talkthroughmedia.com's website. Very cool. You can hear me here, of course, and I send in voicemails to various different podcasts. I send it to most of them. This week is with all the craziness. I don't think I sent very much out this week. 
But uh, just uh, you can hear my voice on any of the podcasts that we recommend just about. And uh, just, uh, yeah, I said it the other night. I like to hear my own voice now for some reason. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Well, that's it for us tonight. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Mark, and we'll see you on the next panel. And I'm Steve. Talk to you later. Good night. Good night. Good night.